Welcome to the Value Script podcast where we bring value every day for the everyday person. Today we're going to continue our book breakdown of the five love languages and we're going to jump into how to discover your primary love language. I know as I was reading the book this was kind of puzzling to me because I was wondering the whole time what is my love language even after going through all five of them I still didn't necessarily know how to hone in on what was my love language. Did you have a similar experience or did you know kind of right as you were going through it? Um, I kind of I kind of knew what mine was as I was going through it. But but Did at you the know same before time, the book? No. 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 So you figured but, it out during the book. Mhm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But and it wasn't I guess it just wasn't a conscious thought, right? That I'd really really thought about. But at the same time as I was going through it, I could see how most of them I, you know, I could kind of relate to and and that's a good thing for me too, right? So, but so discovering you your, to all your of them? main your main primary love language, I think that's the thing because because everyone like all of the five love, love languages, everybody can Sure. You, so you like to feel all of those. So what are they again? We have like, words of affirmation, quality mm-hmm. time, receiving gifts, acts of service and physical touch. So like you're saying, those are kind of five desirable things that you know, who doesn't like all of those things? Right. Right. And and what he, the author points out is that most men automatically think their primary love language is physical touch because uh, masculine sex drive is typically very robust. And so most men think, of course, that's my, that's my love language, sex. Mm-hmm. But just because men are, men are wired that way doesn't necessarily mean that's your primary love language. It just means we got a lot of testosterone and it typically drives pretty robust sex drive. They're, your primary love language actually might be different than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So going through this, one of the things I was worried about was my wife's primary love language. I think I kind of knew what it was already. And I'll get into <laughs> why I was worried about it. And we talked about this a little bit when we, if you go back to that episode, Recovered Physical Touch, we already kind of talked about this to a certain degree. But... Um, I, I was really worried that one of my wife's primary love language, I hate these glasses. I hate, just don't get old. Don't, 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 be, don't be a middle-aged man. You know, just don't get middle-aged eyesight. And, and if you do, just, there's just, that was the most depressing doctor appointment I've ever had in my life. But anyways, my tangent. Li- my license says that I need corrective lenses to drive. What? Yep. It's on your driver's license? You betcha. They put well, those yeah, on because, driver's licenses. Well, yeah, because, yeah, because, yeah, that would be an issue if he wasn't. So if you get pulled over and you're not wearing your glasses, the cop's going to not know your primary love language. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great throw. Nice. It's because the... uh, the Bro, this is an epic picture, by the way. Hey, yeah, that's not going... Where does it even say that? On the back. Oh. Dead middle. I'm sure mine does, too. Wow. Yep. No way. Those corrective lenses must be worn. Yep. Wow. She goes, do you need them? I go... I think so. And she goes, look into the thing for, for my eyesight. She was like, can you read the top line? I got every letter wrong. She was like. On the top line? Yeah. Wow. She was like, yeah, you need them. <laughs> All right. Tangent. Back to you. Most men think that their love language is physical touch. I was worried my wife's was acts of service because I'm inherently lazy and I don't necessarily love to do the dishes. I don't necessarily love to vacuum the floor. After a long day of work, I don't. I don't necessarily love to make the bed. Need to get a Roomba, right? Well, we have one actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, after 
reading through this chapter, it actually made me want to fulfill that better. Thanks, babe. Well, <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. Hey, that's what books are for, you that's know? That's good. So, there is a flip side to the love languages. And there's a heading here called How the Love, Language, love Languages Can Hurt Us. And one of the most selfish things you can do is if you understand your partner's love language is to withhold that from them. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the most psychologically damaging things you could do to that person. Mm-hmm. Now, that may be happening inadvertently. And I, and I, hopefully it's okay to say, I feel like that was happening inadvertently in our relationship before. And I mostly got a lot of missed cues. But it's important to dig into that and realize, like, you may be creating more harm in your marriage than you realize. It says if we, ignoring our partner's love language is like ignoring the needs of a garden. If we don't weed, water, or fertilize, it will die a slow death. But if we actually abuse our partner's love languages, that is, use them for harmful purposes, it's like taking a machete to that same garden and chopping everything up. I think this might be a good paragraph to read here. It says, each of the love languages is vulnerable to insincere manipulation. The use of words your spouse loves to hear just so they'll engage sexually with you is wrong. So is attempting to do a lot of chores for someone just so they'll praise you. If your deepest pain is in the critical judgment words of your spouse, then perhaps your love language is words of affirmation. Sarcastic, hateful, or dismissive words are wounding to anyone, but especially so to the person for whom affirming words is their love language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, and if you're interacting with your spouse and they seem to be getting very emotional or upset and you're like, why are you so mad about this? It's not that big a deal. Chances are the reason it's hurting them so bad is because that's probably their love language. And so those emotions regarding whatever that is are stronger than, than you might then they might feel to you. Does that? Am I saying that right? Does that make sense? Of course, babe. Everything that comes out of your mouth is just pure of gold. Of course. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> no, but it's, it's good. It's important to pay attention to those things, especially, like, I don't know, to what you were just saying. Like, what is the foundation of why you're doing these things? Like, is it... Is it for selfish reasons or is it because truly you just want to show your spouse love? Because the motivation behind that is going to determine how really how they feel about it and if it's going to be a positive or negative thing in your relationship. I will say, though, if you help your wife with the dishes consistently, it gives you more time after dinner time. When the kids are usually in bed. Just provides more time. That's 100 percent true. Yeah. And with time, you have opportunities. She's not, she's not so exhausted when her head hits the pillow. Right. Facts. Not that that's the reason you do it. Just that that's a side oh. benefit. Well, it is of a side being benefit. Able to do it. it is for both for both people. It's a huge benefit. Spouses sure. with benefits. <laughs> that should be an oxymoron, right? That like shouldn't be a thing. Like, of course you're spouting, but unfortunately, maybe the spouses with benefits. Yeah. We're gonna have <laughs> book dropping soon. Yeah, <laughs> spouses with benefits. Let's see. So I highlighted in the section, what are you asking on page 124? It says, when you're trying to figure out your primary love language, it helps to look back over your marriage and ask, what have I most often requested of my spouse? Whatever you have most requested is probably in keeping with your primary love language. Or, and, and then also, like, what do you, 
what do you do most for your spouse to show them that you love them? That's that's another way to um, kind of help give you insight as to what your primary your love, love language is. might be. Right. That was kind of what set me off too because I enjoy buying you flowers. I enjoy writing you notes. I don't enjoy doing the dishes. But in my mind, those are kind of, well, I guess those are kind of gifts too, right? Yeah. I guess those are gifts. Mm-hmm. And then, but acts of service as well. I think really that's, you know, acts of service I think really is mine as well mm-hmm. of course physical touch let's not forget, <laughs> let's not forget the importance of physical touch here for sure but but it's funny because those i felt like those two were at the top of my list too you know so so that's good <laughs> right you don't like my affirming words i love your affirming words this is an example of using sure a love language incorrectly <laughs> 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 I may play devil's advocate a little bit in this episode, just um, in case you're trying or to. Or like yeah, in yeah. all of trying your to pick life, up on an undertone. you play devil's advocate. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. So one thing is, that's three ways to discover your primary love language. Like you said, what does your spouse do or fail to do that hurts you most deeply, right? What, number two, what have you most often requested of your spouse? And number three, in what way do you regularly express love to your spouse? So I, yeah. uh, you nailed that. Perfect. Um, so I thought this was really interesting on page 126. It says two kinds of people may have differently, sorry, may have difficulty discovering their primary love language. First is the individual whose emotional love tank has been full for so long. So they, they feel loved, they're getting everything that they need. And so they really don't recognize like, you know, why the other person might not be feeling loved or have. That's why it was hard for you, right? Because your love tank's been full for so long. That's yes. why it's hard for you, really. <laughs> that's, that's really... That is so... That's so it. You nailed it. <laughs> okay, before 2018. <laughs> before 2018, we were doing, we were doing great. Yeah, we were doing great. Um, but then also, the individual whose love tank has been empty for so long that he doesn't remember what makes him feel loved. Like... I can I can see both sides of that how that would be difficult to figure out what your love language is or your spouse's if you know if you're dealing with those things. So that's you've kind of felt both sides of that, huh? I have. Yeah, I have to be honest, but but I don't know. We're we're doing really great now. You're doing really great at helping me feel loved. (laughs) So I appreciate that very much. I appreciate that. So so I kind of liked this. thought too they caught they talk about the tank check like how full is your love tank right and um it's kind of good to have that conversation with your spouse like am i helping you feel loved are there things that you need me to do differently that would um help you to feel that because um you're figuring it out together right and it's important i don't know to communicate well the tank game i kind of related to the husband he was like i don't like playing the tank game because it's kind of cheesy. And he was like, well, okay. He was like, well, what's your primary love language? He's like, well, physical touch. He was like, okay. So the exhilaration that you get from sexual interaction with your wife is the same exhilaration she gets when you do the laundry. And it kind of blew the guy's mind. Like, yeah. Because really, like, laundry, like, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, but he was like, bring on the laundry then, dude, because... He that hit him. It realized like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize it was that impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that goes back to that uh, communication thing. Like you're saying, if you aren't communicating what your languages are, you know, how yeah. do you know? 
Right. Or even if you're withholding that language too, right? Like, because yeah. cause I don't want to do the laundry, right? Or yeah. do the dishes, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. You know that. And then it's kind of selfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Good this chapter was there. completely on physical touch? No, it was Just on was finding out your love language. Okay. Like how Discovery to discover language. what your love language was. Okay. And most likely, if you don't know what your love language was, it's probably wrapped up in like find your own love language. It's probably in how you like to express love. Right. Or how you have felt where you have felt the lack of not being loved. And that probably gives you some really big hints into what your love language actually is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you don't care about ever receiving gifts from your spouse, if that's just not a thing, then that's not going to hit you emotionally if they're not doing it. Right. So that's that's good insight to figuring that out. So with the chapter ending, because it usually has. he usually has some steps here, but this one doesn't. Okay. Yeah, okay. just because it's kind of a recap, I think. Yeah, it's kind of a recap. It, is, it, it does say, you know, do you think you have a good sense of what your spouse's love language is? How about them for you? What more could you do to explore it? If your love tank's completely empty or full, it's kind of cool. It's all right. Okay. Um, all right. So I think the biggest takeaway from this is, like, communicate with your spouse. Talk to each other. Help each other figure out what your love languages are and, and to fulfill that. Love you, Macy. Another. Bye, Mace. Love you. Bye, love. Love you. <laughs> Mace, Macy just ruined the outro. Mavis, Mavis loves you, too. All right, should I do that over? Yes. All right. Wrap that, baby. <laughs> Wrap that up and give it to a baby on Christmas. Oh, what's that from? Megamind. Yes. <laughs> Great movie. And wrap that up and give it to a child on Christmas because we're done. All right. Well, I think the biggest takeaway from this chapter was um, to communicate with your spouse, figure out what your love languages are together and help each other to fulfill that for one another. Um, Sounds like a good place to wrap up. Um, Thanks for joining us on The Value Script. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you next time.